Hello, and thank you for joining us again on the second episode of Checkmates Go, the podcast series. Here with me is Yoav Arpinkas. Hello. Hi, Yoav. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Great. And we also have a fresh addition to this podcast, Adar Wizen, a security analyst of the Managed Security Service team. Actually, we're talking all the time and it's so refreshing to, you know, have it behind a microphone. But how are you, Adar, today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Great. So let's begin. All right. So we actually have a really interesting episode today. Uh, we're going to discuss a few cyber stories from the past two weeks. Uh, so first, we're going to cover a data breach in the Georgia Institute of Technology that exposed personal information of both students and faculty, um, also both current and previous. Then we'll move on to the Shadowhammer, a supply chain hack of ACES, which led to the installation of malware and multiple backdoors in various computers. Then we'll talk about a hoax that went out of control. Uh, somebody thought it would be funny to hack into the uh, emergency tornado alarm in Texas. Uh, created a uh, big panic. I guess there are some people that might find it funny. Well. Yeah, not us. <laughs> not us, no. Not necessarily us, <laughs> obviously. And lastly, we have um, checkpoint researchers that found a, vulner- a vulnerability in one of Xiaomi's built-in applications that could basically allow an attacker to remotely hack the phone. All right, so let's dive in. Um, the first on, on our table is, to, uh, is the uh, Georgia Institute of Technology uh, data breach um, that uh, exposed information of more than 1.3 million uh, people. Again, it's amazing. I mean, all the time, all the time we're getting these hacks and, yeah. and leaks and personal information getting out. And, yeah, and you think amazing. that it's not, it's something that would happen to non-professionals, but actually uh, the Georgia Tech is uh, ranked 14th. In, uh, in, in the world, in technology and uh, uh, engineering, it's, it's division. So there are definitely professionals that, uh, at, that you have lectures about cyber and stuff. I and also heard that uh, the government there has invested a lot of money yeah. in, towards you know, them investing in security and protecting the data. And, and, and yet again, things have actually breached. You know. Yeah, and it sounds like we're giving them a hard time, but uh, it's not the first time that they have a major data breach. Um, last year, 2018, they, they uh, mistakenly sent uh, personal information of 8,000 students, uh, just emailed their uh, everything, names, of course, uh, numbers, phone numbers, uh, scores, uh, everything. So then it was, um, uh, I guess, a, a personal mistake of somebody. Uh, this time it was a breach, an intended breach by an attacker. Um, so the problem with this, with those kind of breaches is that this data, some, I mean, something is being done with that data. I mean, that data is now, uh, one attacker has all of its data, and then what's happening with it? I mean, So we actually hear about data breaches on a pretty much a weekly basis. Um, on any given week, we hear about breaches into governments, into colleges, various companies. And, you know, a lot of the time we don't hear a lot about uh, the information on how they breached, who was behind it. Um, and that's usually the mo- the main um, the mainly interesting points of those incidents, but no one actually really talks about the information um, that was breached. Uh, what's done with the information? For the most part, the the people who hack these databases and uh, and obtain that information sell it on the dark web. Um, and then we hear all about like 
big phishing campaigns that are going through a lot of people since the hackers have actually a lot of personal information about them, like possibly where do they live and what's their social security number and their names and their email and a lot of personal information. And they can, they can claim that they know that specific person and can extort him or do whatever they want with that specific information. And that's a big problem. We're seeing a lot of yep. big phishing campaigns and extortion campaigns that are going along. Uh, Another that thing that the, uh, this kind of information is used is for identity theft. So people can, once having that kind of information, they can issue credit cards, they can use it for medical expenses. Um, the estimate for 2016, the uh, cost of identity theft uh, is 16 billion US dollars in that year. So it's amazing. And universities are a good target for that kind of attacks, both for the personal information that they hold and for their proprietary data. Um, you know, last year, the uh, U.S. Uh, Department of Justice um, uh, sued uh, nine Iranians for cyber attacks against 144 U.S. universities in one year. I guess universities are yeah. good, target. good targets. Yeah. Great. Um, so maybe maybe one word uh, of advice so it's really frustrating because there's not much that we can do we have to give that, that kind of information to the universities that we go to or to uh, corporations that we work with and there's not much that we can do to make sure that our information remains uh, private um, so the only thing that we can do and must do is just review our credit card uh, reports and bank accounts and that kind of stuff and just uh, raise a big red flag once we find some somebody charging them. Uh, yep. And, and that's the problem. You know, even when you discover such a thing, you have no idea where the data came from. I mean, yeah. you give your personal information to so much uh, companies and institutes and you have no idea to find out where does it come from. And that's a big problem. So, yep. summing, it up, summing this up, let's move along. We're moving along to Shadowhammer, which is a great name to name a leak or a security incident, in my opinion. So, Asus, one of the biggest computer companies in the world, I also own an Asus, and I really love him, by the way, has unintentionally implemented backdoors on thousands of computers since their Asus Live Update utility was actually hacked by an APT, an unknown APT group, and this APT group has managed to actually hard code into the malware's code, so the wh wh MAC you, addresses. Yeah, sorry. Why do you think it was uh, an APT behind it? Or how, how would you know? It's a good question because, I mean, when, when looking at this specific attack, it's really sophisticated. And it's not unlikely for a regular person, you know, that has a limited amount of money and time to invest in such an attack, um, get to... Asus and managed to hack the code of Asus and then, you know, move along to target specific MAC addresses. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was an ordinary person that was after, for example, um, Bitcoin mining or cryptocurrency mining, then I would target everything that Asus yeah. is running on and not necessarily specifically MAC addresses. Yeah. So basically the level of sophistication and the fact that it was targeted attack against exactly. a specific exactly. target. Exactly. I mean, when we're trying to find APT groups, we're seeing those APT groups targeting a very, very small amount of computers in the world. They're not after computing power. They're after intelligence and data and documents that are found specifically in computers that they are looking for. Mm -hmm. And this is what is 
you know, directed us in the way that this is was this was an actual APT group uh, involved in this type of operation. There are not too many information about this, but uh, I guess time will tell if things will are going to be revealed more about this specific attack. Yeah. So supply chain attacks are, unfortunately, they're pretty difficult to detect and avoid, mainly because, I mean, with the live update, I mean, with my own computer, I get pushes for Windows updates all the time. And they're always verified by Windows. They are always, sometimes they take a while, sometimes they cause my computer to crash. You know, they have a bunch of side effects that you just figure, all right, this is part of the update. And you have no way of knowing if it's legitimately Windows or if it's, in this case, if it's legitimately an, an ASUS update, or if there was someone who actually hacked into that feature and it's them causing this problem for your computer or gaining access to your data. So unfortunately, it's a little hard to detect. Um, it's a lot hard to detect. It's a lot hard to detect. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you can, you can try and rely on antiviruses to detect sort of um, behavioral anomalies in your mm. computer to see uh, elevated CPU levels. Um, maybe, but maybe even if you're not detecting it, I, I think that aware, general awareness of that your computer can be hacked by legitimate software, even if you're not downloading anything from the internet and installing any other product, you can still get hacked by having the default programs on your on your either cell phone or laptop and still get hacked, so... But you know, it's it's not even stuff that you store in your computer. It's access to your camera and That's microphone true. and everything. There's at, at the end of it, we just need to understand that uh, there are good chances that we're exposed, and definitely, if somebody specific uh, is looking for us, then then our information we are exposed. In, I, in I always like cases. to say that when we we've acquired those cell phones with us, we sold our yeah. souls to the devil. Okay, so moving along. Uh, all right, so um, going back a month, uh, hackers compromised and took control over emergency tornado alarms in two towns in Texas. Uh, so basically, in the middle of the night, everyone's asleep. Um, these tornado alarms start blaring for uh, around two hours on and off, uh, pretty much causing a panic to everyone in those towns. Um, I mean, imagine you're asleep, you know, you trust that you're safe in your, in your town, all right, you're a little prone to tornadoes here and there, but... A little prone. <laughs> a little bit, you yeah. know. Everyone has their faults. Um, and then, you know, you're, you realize that this is a, a real option, that you could have a tornado in the middle of the night. And then this happens. You grab your family, you run to, you know, to the safe place, and then you find out that it was all a hoax. <laughs> yeah, it's... Do that's... we know who was behind it? Uh... So there's no... There's not real information about who was behind it, how they gained access... I mean, I doubt there's going to be a lot of information about this released, mainly just because, you know, this is a pretty sensitive system. Why is it even uh, on the internet? I mean, why is there uh, online access to that kind of a system? Well, we don't know if this was online. Without a person on the, on, the, on the button. Right. I mean, so we don't know if this was online access. You know, it might have been local. It might have been online. But, you know, at the end of the day, even if it's a, you know, a secure network that doesn't have access to the internet. All it takes is, you know, one time or connecting a tampered USB to that network um, and anyone can gain access to it. So mm. it's unclear what happened here. 
um, how the access was obtained, but it was a pretty, pretty that's bad a, impact. That's a really interesting um, thing that you've mentioned, you know, air gap systems, you know, systems and networks that do not have any access to the internet are still getting infected, you know. And how does, since, I don't think that there's as any network in the world that is completely disconnected from the internet, since all networks needs to have updates coming from the internet and some software that comes out of the internet. So there is no real air gap. And using a supply chain attack, I'm not sure if that's the case right here, but using a supply chain, you, you can basically get anywhere. I mean, since your files are going into air gap systems and in case you find the right way in you're just in and that's it it doesn't matter that that specific uh network doesn't have any internet access and one thing further about this specific incident we're seeing a lot of incidents where things are getting leaked from the cyber world uh, so to speak to the real world you know where iot devices are being used against us so iot devices is something that we're using a lot in our houses cameras and smart I don't know, smart uh, boilers and smart doorbells and and refrigerators. And all of a sudden, those things can be used against us. And that was obviously not the intention of those developers, but they obviously need to do a better job in protecting those IoT devices. So this actually ties in to a recent case from a couple months ago where um, a security system in a private family in the United States was was hacked by by attackers and basically alerted that a nuclear attack was heading towards the United States. So, I mean, you can imagine their panic when they didn't even realize that their security cameras could, you know, could, could, right, could <laughs> do that and could also even, you know, put out sound. And then all of a sudden, they're hearing an alarm in their house saying that a nuclear attack is That's headed towards stressful. the United States. I mean, it's crazy. It is. It's the things that you hear about in movies. It, indeed, yeah, totally. I mean, thing that you're seeing in a movie and you're laughing and, and then you have no idea that it, that it can ha- actually happen. And I guess that's pretty stressful. Also to kids, I mean, imagine ourselves, we're adults and we're taking things in perspective, but yeah. imagine kids that are hearing such a thing, it's probably... And it can be used not just as a hoax, it can be used by burglars to either uh, disarm systems or it can be used to cause panic in shopping malls and then um go into shops and and take stuff uh, from it or um or disable critical systems you know critical systems that are supposed to alarm people in case of i don't know a missile attack or fire and then actually manipulate those systems and create a real attack where people are not going to wear, be aware of that the specific attack is actually happening and you can also cause you know a, a boy cried wolf you know, situation where all of a sudden, you know, alarms are going off every night and every night, you know, you're told that it's a hoax and it wasn't real in a real situation. You're not going to trust it. Mm -hmm. No end to the uh, possibility that one one can imagine to use use such attacks. So moving along, finally, is our crown jewel subject. Checkpoint researchers have revealed that ironically, a security application pre-installed in in, uh, Xiaomi smartphones are actually vulnerable to a lot of security vulnerabilities and a lot of bugs in the code that allows a remote attacker to actually compromise those specific smartphones and and enable him. So the security application? The security application on the mobile phone of Xiaomi? That is pre-installed on the Xiaomi mobile phone is uh, prone to attacks from the outside since it it has a lot of vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. inside it. 
And uh, Xiaomi has one, more than 150 million devices that are affected by this specific vulnerability. Do, you, do we know if they've been used or? No, we're, we're not aware. I mean, this was a, a checkpoint research and checkpoint researchers have actually contacted Xiaomi in order to mitigate this, those specific vulnerabilities. And we're not aware of any campaign that actually managed to abuse those vulnerabilities before they were patched. Right. And this actually ties back to the Asus story, um, to their live update. You know, that you, you buy a phone, you trust that that phone is clean from any bugs, any viruses. You buy a computer, you trust that, you know, you can use that computer safely. You know, in the context that you use it, if you go to websites you shouldn't, then, you know, you're opening yourself up to, you know, to viruses. But when you buy that technology, you assume that you're getting it you know, clean and that you can use it to, you know, to access your bank account or to, uh, you know, work on sensitive documents. And you're trusting that, you know, that phone and the applications that come pre-installed with that, with that technology are secure. Um, and that includes their updates. Yep. So you can read the full Xiaomi research in the description below. Great. So time flies and I think we, we've managed to get to the end. Thank you for joining us again. I had a lot of fun. Yoav, Hadar, thank you very much for joining me. And uh, see you next time. See you next time. Let's have it again. Thank you. Thank you.